Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. 
888-789-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zazlo Show 2.0. It is a Friday, the 16th of December. Good to have you aboard, however you're listening to us. Love you long time, whatever podcast platform. Make sure you tell your friends, you tell your family, you tell your mother I say hello. You rate, you comment, you like, you do all that good stuff. That helps me out, I appreciate it. That's what the algorithm says. The algorithm likes when you do that, and then I get all the monies, and then we can do lots and lots more of Zaslow Show 2.0. So again, appreciate everybody as we wrap up week number seven. Uh, seven weeks already. So 
Again, I'm super support, super appreciative of everyone's support. We wrap up week number seven here of this new venture, Zaslow Show 2.0. And of course, uh, it's all made possible by our title sponsor, Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. If you're dealing with any kind of injury from an accident, I send you to Anajar and Levine because they're going to take care of this stuff. They're going to make sure that you get the money that you deserve to help you through this. You worry about getting healthy, getting right. Let them take care of all the other extracurricular stuff and get you the money that you deserve. 800 747 free. You'll talk to an attorney right away who advise you exactly what to do. 800 747 3733. Those are my guys over there. Title sponsor of everything Zaslow Show 2.0, Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. So we got a lot to get to here today on a Friday. It is the weekend, and we got a big sports weekend. I mean, of course, highlighted by this Sunday, you got the World Cup. Uh, the Dolphins obviously are Saturday night, so I guess we could say if we want. That the World Cup, you got Argentina, Messi trying to win their first, not their first World Cup, but Messi trying to go out on top, walk off into the sunset. Got a little bit of an Elway feel to it, you know, where the last opportunity, if you will, can Messi finally raise that World Cup trophy. So this is a huge one Sunday. It's not going to be easy. Argentina and France, we, we are a, we're a Messi household. We love Leo Messi here in the Zazlo Mansion. Obviously, United States first, but my wife's family is Argentinian, and we root for Argentina when the U.S. is out, and we always root for Messi. So we are we are very into this game on Sunday morning. I'm, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but that could be in big game or not a big game. I don't know. No spoilers. I don't want to give it away. It's Friday. You know that means we got big game or not a big game coming up. What else we got today? All right. Fun show planned to wrap up the week. First of all, you guys can see I got my Johnny Cuba hat on. It's Friday. I love wearing my Johnny Cuba hat on Fridays, all right? Stay tranquilo, everybody. But here's what we got coming up on the show today. You're looking for your fantasy football tips. It's either the final week of your regular season or, most likely, your postseason has started this week. See, I'm in a weird spot with my fantasy football team where... My team finished in the top two. Six out of 12 teams make the playoffs. Top two winds up uh, getting a bye. And I finished second. So like Christian McCaffrey last night, he had a touchdown. But I wasn't even paying very close attention to all that stuff. First of all, like I said, in the Sazzle Mansion family room last night, Heat on the big TV, Panthers on the small TV. We did a little flipping back and forth as well. And it was like, all right, so we're going to put the football on the laptop. But I wasn't paying very close attention to the football. So... Anyway, back to the original point. Like, McCaffrey scored last night. I got McCaffrey on my team, but, like, I didn't really care because my team's on a bye, so it's a weird thing. I'm just, like, I wanted to rest all my guys. NBA, I wanted load management. I wanted to go NBA style. I wanted to do load management with my fantasy football team uh, last night, this week. But you, you, you may not know, but if I were to take guys out of my lineup and put them on my bench, they still play in the regular game. They still play. Like, McCaffrey still played last night, even if I would have benched him. So, I don't get to decide. Like, I, I'm I'm the general manager of my fantasy football team, but I don't really get to decide if they play or not. So, weird week if you're in the fantasy football and your team has a bye like mine. But nobody cares about your fantasy football team. Nobody cares about my fantasy football team. Anyway, so last night, Heat and Panthers, we couldn't get the double dip. Double dip, for those who don't know, that's when both the Heat and... And the Panthers win on the same night. That's the double dip. Now, when they both lose, that's called the double dick punch. Everybody knows that. When they split the two games, like last night, that's called 
splitting the two games. And that's what happened last night. So the Heat and the Panthers, they both split the games last night. Uh, That's disappointing, but we'll start out here with the Heat, okay? So the Heat, they are finally back to 500. The Heat get to 15 and 15, and they can go over 500 tomorrow. We're three quarters of the way there. Like I told you, we're three quarters of the way to a 4-0 road trip. Now, I don't care who the teams are. I don't care that they're shit teams. Although, Houston, their record obviously sucks, but they had won five in a row at home before last night. And you could see between Jabari Smith Jr., Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., they they have talent on that team. They're going to be a nice little team eventually, all right? So, and, you know, if you were watching the game last night, you know that was no cakewalk. So, and and by the way, even if they're bad teams, which they have been, excuse me, um, they're road wins. And the Heat now have won three in a row on the road for the first time this year. They've won all three of these road games. They're six and nine on the road now, which is not good, but at least it's not embarrassing anymore. They were three and nine. They're not, or I think at one point they were two and nine. They may have won four in a row on the road right now, actually, but they're six and nine on the road. Not good, but not an embarrassment anymore. Like, you know, the Warriors are two and 14 on the road. And by the way, you got the news yesterday that Steph Curry is going to miss a few weeks. Like, I don't think they're going to win any games with Steph Curry out. They are, they are not good when Steph Curry is not on the floor. And that's putting it lightly. When Steph Curry is on the floor, if you look at the metrics, and I don't have it in front of me, but if you look at the metrics, when Steph Curry is on the floor for the Warriors, they're like the best team in the league, which goes to show you if they're under 500, which they are, they're a couple under 500, how bad they are when he's not on the floor. Like, I don't know that they're going to win any games these next few weeks with Steph Curry out. Um, certainly ain't going to be triple single Draymond Green saving them. And Klay Thompson, he had not look at Klay Thompson. But anyway, back to the Heat. Six and nine, not a good road record, but not an embarrassment. And that's where the Heat are right now. By the way, I, I forgot to finish what I was saying before. Coming up on the show today, fantasy football, Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports fantasy football expert. He joins us every Friday. He's coming up in a little bit here. So we'll get the fantasy football tips with him. We'll get everybody going as far as that goes. MJ Acosta Ruiz hosts every night NFL Network, NFL Total Access. Every single night, Dolphin game tomorrow night is on NFL Network, all right? So our friend MJ Acosta Ruiz, she's going to join us coming up later on in the show today. Haven't talked to her in a while, so looking forward to getting her on. And of course, she'll be joining us on the Johnny Cuba guest line. So will Jamie, as every guest does. So we'll talk fantasy football with Jamie. We'll talk some Dolphins football. She's a huge Dolphins fan, obviously, out there representing, hosting NFL Total Access every single night, 7 p.m. on the NFL Network. So MJ Acosta Ruiz, she will join us coming up as well. Back to the heat. So last night, you finally get back to 500. They can go over 500 tomorrow. That game is against San Antonio. They're in Mexico City. By the way, funny moment if you were watching in the winner's circle last night when Tyler Hero was talking to Eric and Eric and, and, and Crotty. I'm talking about Eric Reed. Not, not Eric Reed, the former midday host on 790 The Ticket. 
Uh, I don't know what he's up to, but Eric Reed, television voice of the Heat, and John Crotty. He was in the winner's circle last night after his 41-point effort, and he had to ask the guys, are we going to Mexico or are we going to New Mexico? Uh, You're going to Mexico, player. So the game tomorrow is in Mexico City, part of like the global games that the NBA is doing. All right. So Heat and Spurs in Mexico City tomorrow. You can go over 500, maybe exact a little bit of revenge, an embarrassing loss at home to the Spurs last week. But last night was, and last night was fun. I mean, again, bombs away from three. Last night was, I mean, I mean overall, this road trip is about taking advantage of the teams, getting back to 500, getting over 500, and they got a chance that tomorrow. It's really going to feel like if they don't win that game tomorrow, it's at 5 p.m. If they don't win that game tomorrow, like this road trip's going to feel like a waste. They have a great opportunity here to take all four road games. You get a bunch of momentum. You feel good about yourself. You're correcting some road woes. Hey, they won a couple nights ago minus Jimmy. They won last night minus Bam and Kyle Lowry. All right. Although Kyle Lowry, considering how he finished out the game on Wednesday night, maybe it was a good thing he didn't play. Boy, he stunk the finishing minutes on Wednesday night uh, against Oklahoma City. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But you're winning some games while you're without some guys. So you feel like you're getting somewhere. You got to win tomorrow or the road trip feels like a waste. Like, t- take advantage of the four-game road trip, which includes teams three out of four under five hundred. All right, so you got to win tomorrow or it's going to feel like a setback. Even though it will be a 3-1 road trip, which is obviously excellent, it'll feel like a setback if they don't win tomorrow. So anyway, last night, though, was not about or was not just about getting to 500. Last night was about a 22-year-old kid that the team just signed long-term who is going to be a superstar. That's what last night was. Tyler Hero is going to be a superstar. And I guess the comp, and and it's like his hero, is Devin Booker, right? I don't know. I don't see any reason why he's not going to be Devin Booker. Like, Devin Devin Booker's a superstar in this league, right? Devin Booker is probably a top 10 player in this league, right? He's the best player on what has been the best team in the West for the last couple of years. Devin Booker's a superstar. Tyler Hero is... Like, I'm not going to sit here and anoint Tyler Hero a superstar today. But Tyler Hero is going to be a superstar. And that's that's what last night was. I told you on yesterday's show, he is worth every single penny that they gave him. And then he follows that up with last night's career performance. And both games, it's one thing to have those big games. That he, you know, they, they wind up winning by 10. Or you have those games, and they don't win. He had... 35 two nights ago, including the game winner, so you needed every one of those 35. He had 41 last night in a three-point win. You needed every one of those 41. He's putting up these performances with the game on the line in big pressure situations. Not that we didn't know that he loves that situation, but these are meaningful performances. He's having these games when the team, A, needs them because they're trying to get to 500 and then get over 500, and B, in this individual game, we're talking about a high-leverage situation. We're talking about these are huge baskets every time he has the ball. Last night, it's great that they're at 500, but the big takeaway was you have a 22-year-old kid they just signed long-term who is going to be a superstar. Like, there are moments, you, you knew it with Wade in his... 
Not comparing it to Wade. But you knew it with Wade, his rookie year in the playoffs and how he was performing. Tyler's in his fourth year. But he's just 22 years old. You know, Dwayne got to the league, I think he was 21 when he got to the league. Tyler's just 22 years old. And there are, and yes, you saw what he did in the playoffs. You saw what he did in the bubble in the finals. But he's now, I don't want to say he's carrying the team, but he's the number one option for most of the game. And two nights ago, no Jimmy Butler. He's taken over in the fourth quarter. Last night, you did have Jimmy. You had no Bam. And still, Tyler. You know, he is the first player in NBA history. History. He's the first player in NBA history to have nine made three-point field goals back-to-back nights. Tyler, he was your boy. Two nights ago, nine of 17 from three. Last night, 10 of 15 from three. First player in NBA history, two nights in a row with nine made three-point field goals. That's your boy right there. And, and, and look at the efficiency, too. How about the efficiency from Tyler? Last two nights, yes, 35 points, 41 points. 25 for 43 shooting overall. 76 points on 43 field goal attempts. Woo! 76 points on 43 field goal attempts. That's a monster couple of nights for Tyler Hero. He's going to be a superstar. So, in a season which, you know, I, I don't want to say it's trending upwards. They are, they're beating bad teams right now. Although they are on the road, so you want to give them credit. But, you know, I'm not going to... You don't want to change your tune on what you've seen through 30 games based on the last three games. Although, look... Indiana's been a really good surprise this year in the league, so that was a good win. Oklahoma City plays hard. They're not terrible. And Houston, you saw. Houston's going to continue to get better throughout this season. They're a decent team. Record doesn't necessarily show up, but they're, they're a decent team. They got good young players. So I don't know. The, the wins are all right. But still, it's three, it's three road wins. And while getting to 500 is super important, the key to the last couple nights is... You do you do have that core moving forward because the season was feeling like a lost season, and now it's okay. Look at what Bam has done the last few weeks, especially when Jimmy was out. Look at Tyler Hero. Like the way the Heat were going to get better this year was from internal growth. They didn't add anyone. The way they were going to get better was from internal growth. You're now seeing it from Bam. You're seeing it from Tyler. So things are starting to trend upward for the team. But future-wise as well, I think both those guys, we know the future is about those two guys. Both those guys are looking like really good core pieces moving forward. Bam has been a very, very pleasant surprise the last couple of weeks. And Tyler is going to be a superstar. And he's worth every single penny they gave him in the offseason. Yep. That's what last night was about. Now you want to put together some wins against good teams. I hear you. I feel you. You want them to put together some wins against good teams. And when they get home, 
after this road trip, you do have some you, you do have some better teams coming home. You got Chicago on Tuesday after tomorrow's game in, against San Antonio. Chicago on Tuesday, Indiana on Friday, and then Minnesota a week from. Uh, so it's a it's a four game homestand after tomorrow. Chicago, Indiana, Minnesota, Los Angeles Lakers. Now three of those four teams are under five hundred, but you feel like the competition is pretty decent. So if you sweep the road trip tomorrow, you come home for a four game trip a game over 500, and then that's the real test. Can you take, if you're you're trending upward, if you're a good team, you will take advantage of a four-game homestand that features three out of four teams under 500, Chicago, Minnesota, Los Angeles Lakers, and an Indiana team that you just beat in their building. Like, am I sitting here saying the Heat should win Eight in a row? Because that's what we're talking about. If they win tomorrow, and then you got the four-game homestand, they're not going to win eight in a row. But it feels like, hey, if you're, if you're a good team, and if you're going to turn the corner, and if you're trending upward, you got to do some damage during this stretch. This is it. This is the stretch. You got to do some damage. So that's where we're at right now with your favorite little basketball team. Uh, you know, tomorrow in Mexico City, is that going to be a big game, not a big game? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. So, Thursday night football last night. Like I said, I didn't see very much of the game because I had it on the laptop and I'm paying more attention to the Heat and Panthers. Although, I, I had the Panthers on the big TV for a long time, especially when the game was tight. Panthers were up one nothing, then it's 1-1 for a while. They make it 3-2. They wind up losing empty net goal. Team stinks. Ah, they stink. You know, uh, and, and I'll... I'll circle back to the Panthers, but if somebody sees Sasha Barkov, let me know. Let me know. Everybody, let, him, let him know. Everyone's looking for him. You're playing a good team in Pittsburgh who has now won seven in a row, I believe it is. That would have been a nice night for Sasha Barkov to show up. Ah, it's so frustrating. Team stinks. Come off the most exciting season in the history of franchise, and, and, and they, just, they just stink now. It's so... It's, it's so disappointing. I, I can't sit here every day and tell you how disappointing it is. I, 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 I'm a broken record. I'll circle back to them, unfortunately. But Thursday night football last night, you know, they I, I had the game on the laptop, so I wasn't, you know, paying so close attention, especially because my fantasy football team is off. But the 49ers, they win 21-13. They win the NFC West. They've won, what, like six in a row, I think it is. They're 10 and four now. And if Minnesota loses this weekend against Indianapolis, San Francisco would jump then to second because they haven't played this year, I don't think. But San Francisco has a better conference record. So San Francisco would jump to number two. Although I have to expect Minnesota to bounce back and beat Indianapolis. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Well, I'll, I'll get to some NFL standings in a moment here. But one of the big takeaways from last night was another bullshit rough in the passer call, right? That was another big takeaway. It was Bosa, and it was it was like the Jalen Phillips play, where again, like he landed on him. I told you how ProFootballTalk.com tweeted out yesterday how the rules committee is going to reevaluate the roughing penalties, where they can go back and they could review them. They should do that, although you got to be careful because you don't want it to continue to slow down the game. Here's where I come from: the roughing the passer. And I know it's, it's all about keeping the quarterback healthy. It's all about keeping the quarterback safe. I understand. 
But because the quarterbacks make the game, and man, you get some really bad football if the quarterbacks are not out there. And it does get to a point where you have to acknowledge it is not a safe game, and it is what it is. And quarterbacks are going to take hits. And when it's not a crazy, violent play when he falls on him, you got to keep that flag in your pocket. You got to let these linebackers and these linemen hit the quarterback. It's a dangerous position. There are essentially three things that bother me the most about the way the game is played today. One of them is the roughing the passer, where it's, I don't know what these defensive players are supposed to do. And we saw it with Jalen Phillips, and we saw it with Bosa last night. That, that cannot be roughing the passer. That's, that's bullshit. But all three of these things that really bother me have drastically changed the way the game is played and officiated, and it's because they want to keep the game as safe as possible, but there needs to be a realization, or maybe there doesn't, but there needs to be a realization that this is a violent game, and you're, you're ruining the game. You got the rough in the passer that makes me crazy. I miss kickoffs. I miss kickoffs. I miss kick returns. And they've taken away the kick return because they don't want guys, you know, like in Braveheart, they don't want this side and this side running into each other and clashing in the middle and then you get concussions. So they've taken away the kick return where because they kick off five, five yards closer than they always did, the kicks are always into the end zone. They're never returned. I miss kickoffs, man. Kickoffs were always one of the most exciting plays in the game. Kickoff returns are always one of the most exciting plays in the game. I miss kickoffs. Onside kick. That's the third one. I miss onside kicks. And I know they, they have onside kicks. You know, you saw the, the Dolphins almost recovered last Sunday night against the Charters. Onside kicks have always been incredibly difficult to recover in the first place. And when they changed the rule that you could only have half of your coverage team on one side and half on the other team, other side, it became impossible to recover onside kicks. You used to be able to put as many guys as you want. Let's go. And they changed that again. Same thing. This group of guys, this group of guys running at each other, boom. Concussions. So now, onside kicks, are, they are impossible to recover when you can only have half your coverage team on one side and the other half on the other. You got to allow a team to recover an onside kick. There's only so much you can do to protect the players to keep the game from being super violent when realizing, yeah, you know what? The game is super violent. We don't want to change the game, though. We can't make it flag football. You still got to keep some of the integrity of the game. Those are the three things that bother me the most when it comes to the rules in the NFL. Number one, the roughing. Number two, no kickoff returns. And number three, onside kicks are totally impossible now. Those are the three things that bother me the most about NFL rules, about the rules changes the last few years because of player safety. There's only I'm not saying don't keep the players safe. I'm saying there's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can do. You know what you can do if you're not feeling well? You call Doctors on Call 365, South Florida's Urgent Care, that comes to you. If you're not feeling well, if your kid is not feeling well, your spouse is not feeling well, you call up the doctor, 
They tell you, okay, we could see you next week. Next week? I'm sick right now. Well, what if I can get a doctor to come to your home and they could take care of you right there in the comfort of your own bedroom? That's right. Doctors on Call 365 South Florida's Urgent Care that comes to you. They're based in Broward County, but they serve Miami-Dade and Southern Palm Beach as well. You need a, a IV fluids. You need blood drawn. You need x-rays ordered. You need a prescription field filled. You don't have to leave your house. Dr. Alon and his team at Doctors on Call 365, they're going to come to your home. Now, they're self-pay, but with Medicare acceptance on the way soon and private insurance acceptance down the line, look, most insurances, they're charging emergency room co-pays and fees for urgent care visits. So in the end, you're going to likely pay less for treatment in your home than if you went to the emergency room. Doctors on call, 365.com. Call them 24 hours, seven days a week, and they're going to get to your home and take care of you. 786-577-9302. Doctors on call, 365.com. 786-577-9302. All right, so every Friday, you guys know, we got to make sure everyone's up to speed with all the fantasy football and every guest who joins us. On Zaslow Show 2.0 is brought to us by Johnny Cuba. That's right. You got a lot of football action this weekend. What better way to watch the games than with a Johnny in your hand? That's right. Johnny Cuba, a refreshing German lager in a can. European roots with a Caribbean soul. And you can go pick up right now. You got holiday specials at Winn-Dixie, at Fresco y Mas. You pick up six-pack of Johnny Cuba right now. You got great sale prices all through the new year, this holiday season. Also, Sedanos and Presidente. Remember, always drink responsibly. And don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Our pal is CBS Sports fantasy football expert Jamie Eisenberg joining us here on the Johnny Cuba guest line. Uh, Jamie, this is uh, we're in a place now where most fantasy football leagues, it's week 15, so they are uh, a lot of them are either in their last week of the regular season. I guess maybe if you're in a league that has only four teams that make the playoffs, week 16 and 17 could be the postseason. But a lot of leagues, the postseason starts this week, week 15, 16, 17. And I'm in like a weird spot in my league, Jamie, where our playoffs, you know, started last night. And my team is one of the top two. So my team has a bye this week. So it's kind of like, I'm watching these games, and I just, I just hope that my guys don't get hurt. Like it's a weird thing when your team is on a bye, you know. Yeah, totally. That's the uh, that, that's the advantage, but the disadvantage, you know. So the advantage is obviously you don't have to worry about losing, uh, but the disadvantage is is oh my god, what happens if one of your star players gets hurt? So you know, you never want to see that happen. Um, and so you know, you hope to get to uh, to week 16 if you're in that situation where. Your team's in a great spot. You know, I, I think for, for people that aren't a buy, you know, you also want to take a look at, okay, what can you take advantage of two weeks from now that's somebody that's just be- desperate to get to that point? So in terms of, like, beating the waiver wire, for example. So, like, the Titans defense, uh, DST, they get the Texans in Week 16. That's a pretty good matchup. So you might want to pick them up just to see. You know, you don't necessarily have to use them as your, as your only DST, but if you have them in your back pocket and you like that matchup better than your DST, those are the type of things that can help you. Now, what about, you know, last week, Kyler Murray goes out. He's done. You know, what if someone's got Kyler Murray as their starting quarterback and we go into their playoffs this week? Who, who are some of the, the names, the, the quarterbacks who may be on the waiver wire that could be a decent play this week? Yeah, my favorite one, and I actually had this situation in, in two leagues with Kyler Murray, is, is Mike White. You know, he's been uh, 
little up and down as the Jets quarterback the last three weeks. Uh, you know, great first game uh, where he went off against the Bears and then combined for only 26 points the last two games and got beat up against Buffalo. But Detroit allows the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks and he's at home. And so I'm sure the crowd will be behind him if he's playing well. And so hopefully that's the case. So he's my favorite one. But, you know, aside from him, it's not pretty. Ryan Tannehill, uh, you know, we'll find out who his, his healthy receivers are. Because uh, during the week we had Traylon Burke still in the concussion protocol and, and Robert Woods um, dealing with an illness. But uh, he can have an opportunity probably chasing points against the Chargers. So those are my two favorites. And then, you know, it's kind of just uh, good luck after that to see who's helping you. It, it's nice that Tyler Huntley may play as well. So that's a good pivot play if you're desperate. All right, let's talk about the Dolphins here. We're obviously monitoring the weather situation. Uh, Dolphins and Bills, let's... Let's assume that the weather is going to be what it's going to be in Buffalo. Uh, I mean, they, they, they play, uh, you know, in front of the wall from Game of Thrones. The weather is going to be ridiculous. Uh, how does that change our approach? What do we make a Saturday night? Yeah, I, I might want a White Walker as opposed to a quarterback That's right. this week. Uh, it, it, it could be ugly. Um, you know, it's, uh, he's obviously been struggling. The offense has been struggling. And now you're facing the Bills defense. Let, let's not forget, aside from the weather, He's facing the team that, you know, they probably felt they should have won that game in week three. They were on the field so much and just couldn't score and, you know, give the Dolphins credit for winning that game. Uh, but obviously, I'm sure the Bills defense is, is probably going to be a little bit angry as is the entire, you know, probably Buffalo Nation, you know, Bills Mafia. So I think it's going to be tough for Tua. Uh, he's not a number one quarterback for me this week. I would start Mike White over him, for example. Um, I, I think you're still starting Tyree Kill and, and Jalen Waddle because of what those guys can still provide, assuming Tua does not turn the ball over. But Waddle, who's typically been, you know, a top 15 wide receiver closer to top 24. So a, a low end number two receiver for this week. And then uh, in terms of the run game, you know, Raheem Mostert's probably going to be the, the the featured guy, but uh, don't necessarily love him. Not necessarily because it's a, it's a tough matchup, but we've just seen the Dolphins get away from the run. So uh, it's not a, it's not a pretty game for the Dolphins from a fantasy perspective. And what about on the other side? There are two must-star guys and they're going to, you know, be, be hurt by the weather. Also, Josh Allen is, is, is clearly, you know, a, a top five quarterback. It's hard to get away from him. And, and same with Stephon Diggs. But, you know, the weather will be a problem. Uh, Gabe Davis has has really disappeared, you know, kind of coincided with the Allen elbow injury, but uh, just has not produced a, a, across the board this season. Um, the run game is kind of tough to trust because there's two guys now splitting work with Singletary and, and James Cook. So it's really just, you know, the, the must-start guys are, are Tyree Kill and, and the two guys for Buffalo, really, and, and, and Waddle's sort of a borderline type of guy. All right, let's do the other two games for sure here on Saturday. So as things get going tomorrow afternoon, Indianapolis, Minnesota, what do you got? I think for the Colts, you know, Jonathan Taylor locked in, and then Michael Pittman's in a good spot. This is a, a secondary that he's had some success against. He's going to get a lot of targets. So uh, better in PPR than non-PPR. You know, desperation plays could be Paris Campbell and, and Alec Pierce, but I would try and avoid those guys in the fantasy playoffs. Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook are locked in as must-start guys. Same thing with TJ Hawkinson from Minnesota. I do think it's a good game for Kirk Cousins. And Adam Thielen, more of a number three receiver for this one. Baltimore and Cleveland. Uh, it's a rivalry game, obviously. Deshaun Watson's third start of the season. What about that? First home start for him. Uh, and Amari Cooper's been great at home, but I'm a little bit nervous with his hip injury. And those two guys just haven't connected well yet. So Cooper, more of a number three receiver for me this week. Peoples-Jones, more of a desperation play. I think David Njoku, just because he's a productive tight end, you're starting him and you're starting Nick Chubb. For the Ravens, it's really got to hope that Mark Andrews finally steps up because he's been terrible of late. And the quarterback situation is something you got to keep an eye on. It seems as if Tyler Huntley's going to play. He's cleared the concussion protocol. Uh, so hopefully he'll be out there. Um, John Harbaugh is not committing to him uh, as, as of later in the week. So we'll see how things go there for Baltimore. And then J.K. Dobbins was awesome last week against Pittsburgh. Nice to have that guy back. you know. And so taking on a Browns defense has been miserable against the run. I think he's a good number two running back this week. 
How about uh, Sunday afternoon, Detroit and the New York Jets? You got a great offense going up against great defense. You do have a great offense, but it's really been a great offense at home. Detroit on the road has been a little bit tough, and so they're coming off three straight home games. Jared Goff on the road is averaging, this is in six points for passing touchdown leagues, 8.6 fantasy points per game away from Detroit. So that's not good. Uh, I think DJ Tark goes back to being a reserve receiver. Amara St. Brown goes from a slam dunk to more of a number two receiver. It's hard to bench him, though. Uh, Jamal Williams, if he doesn't score, he's miserable. DeAndre Swift is uh, largely disappointing from last week, but I think somebody you still consider a number two running back. Again, Mike White's in a good spot. The Lions allow the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, Garrett Wilson has been great every time it's been anybody but Zach Wilson. Uh, Elijah Moore should benefit with Corey Davis in the concussion protocol. And then Zonovan Bam Knights, I think, a good number two running back. It's a tough matchup, but hard to bench him based on what he's done. Let's do a little bit of Dallas and Jacksonville. So the Cowboys, I think it's kind of all systems go. You know, you're starting both running backs at this point. They've been great. Zeke a little bit better than Pollard lately, so I'll give him a slight nod. C.D. Lamb's a must-star guy. Dak Prescott, I think, in this game's a must-star guy. Same thing with Dalton Schultz. Michael Gallup, more of a desperation number three receiver, and we'll see if T.Y. Hilton plays, but clearly you're not starting him yet if you're going to start him at all. For the Jaguars, it's a brutal matchup, but Trevor Lawrence is playing as well as any quarterback in the league right now, so I think you still stick with him. You stick with Christian Kirk. You stick with Zay Jones. Zay Jones has 41 targets in his last four games, so it's hard to overlook that level of production. And the same thing, Evan Ingram, based on what he's done at the tight end spot the last couple of weeks, I think you start him as well. Travis Etienne's kind of in that uh, Bam Knight, DeAndre Swift, number two running back, but on the on the back end of that group just because he hasn't been very productive lately. All right, and how about a, a game that the Dolphin fan is certainly keeping an eye on here with uh, Tennessee and the Chargers? Yeah, it's an interesting game because, you know, you, you should get a big game from Derrick Henry. The Chargers can't stop the run, so I think you should be all right there. But we saw last week he had a big game, and then the, the Jaguars just fell uh, – excuse me – the Titans just fell apart because their defense is so bad, and the Jacksonville offense put up a lot of points than Tannehill was throwing. So I think it would be a similar formula. You know, you guys saw Herbert as, as Dolphins fans looking like Herbert again. You know, so Williams was back, Keenan Allen there, you know, finally getting his whole receiving core. So I think it's kind of all systems go for, for the Chargers. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert, all slam dunk starts. And then, again, for, for the Titans, it's, uh, it's Derrick Henry. And then keep an eye on Chigo Conquo. Uh, the tight end there has played well the last two weeks, so we're always looking for a productive tight end. Conquo is a nice sleeper again this week. All right, I got two more for you here. What about Cincinnati and Tampa Bay? So the the, the receiving core for Cincinnati is the, the big injury story for that team. Uh, T. Higgins was uh, – what Zach Taylor did, you know, they said he re-injured his hamstring in, in pregame warm-ups, but he tried to get out there for a play. Uh, Taylor saying the intent was not to play him at all, so it's hard to trust Higgins if he's not 100% clear in the injury report. Uh, Tyler Boyd was expected to miss one to two weeks. He did practice on a limited basis, but I think he expected to be – uh, not not playing or certainly not at 100%. So Burrow still start even with the receiving core a little bit less than 100%. Obviously, Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon are starts. And then for the other side, it's really tough to trust the Bucks. The Bengals defense has been great. Obviously, Mike uh, Mike Evans has struggled. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week four. So I think Chris Godwin still a safe start. I'm going to say Rashad White's a, a low-end starter. Uh, Leonard Fournette more of a flex. And I hate to say it, but I think it's time to just bench Tom Brady at this point until he proves otherwise. And finally here, Jamie, uh, let's do Sunday night football. Big postseason battle there for the final playoff spot, final two playoff spots, Giants and Commanders. I mean, for the Giants, you're starting Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones is not a bad pivot play. You know, to go back to your question about Kyler Murray, if Daniel Jones was available, he did get 19 fantasy points against the Commanders. He's running well lately, so at least you're getting that floor for him. So he's not a bad, you know, deep league type of guy. I would start again Mike White over him. Uh, Darius Slayton had a big game against the Commanders last time these two teams met, so he's a number three receiver. And then for the Commanders, you're starting Terry McLaurin. He destroys the Giants, so just a great history there. Brian Robinson is one of my favorite plays this week. You know, he's he's clearly you know one of the guys you want to root for based on what happened to him this offseason. But he had over 100 total yards in the game against them two weeks ago. Giants run defense has been awful, so 
Robinson is a borderline top 15 running back, depending on the format. Great job, as always, Jamie. Tell everyone how they can hear you leading up to uh, all the action this weekend. Yeah, a lot of stuff on CBS Sports HQ. We have our Fantasy Football Today show on Sunday, normal time, 10 a.m. Uh, we'll have you covered with everything you need from a gambling perspective, props perspective, and obviously a fantasy perspective as well. So CBS Sports HQ, it's our 24-hour streaming now. Awesome, Jamie. Thank you, pal. We appreciate it, man. You got it, bud. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Jamie. Take care, man. Be safe. You got it, bud. You too. Happy Hanukkah. Ah, yes. Happy Hanukkah this weekend. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, bud. Take care. Excellent job by Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports fantasy football expert. And, of course, all of our guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by Johnny Cuba. Stay tranquilo. Right now, you can pick up specials. Six packs of Johnny Cuba for the holidays throughout this holiday season. You got great deals going on right now at Winn-Dixie and Fresco y Mas. You could also pick up at Sedano's and Presidente. European Roots with a Caribbean soul. That is a beer of choice on Zaslow Show 2.0. And remember, Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay Tranquilo. Coming up in a little bit, we'll talk to NFL Network host of NFL Total Access is MJ Acosta Ruiz. She will join us to do a little Dolphins. She is a huge Dolphins fan. She has represented the Dolphins. I already told you that. You know that. So MJ will join us coming up in a little bit here. The Panthers last night, obviously super frustrating. Get a lot of Penguins fans, it looks like. It looked like on television there. Uh, yeah, Penguins are popular. What are you going to do? I, I, I tweeted this out last night. It's one of my favorite things in sports. The Penguins, the Steelers, the Pirates, all black and gold. I dig that. I don't, why don't more cities do that? Now, it's hard to do it now because all the teams have colors, but why didn't more cities do that at the start when they had one team and then they get another one and let's make it the same color scheme? And I, I think it's one of the cooler things in sports. Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, they're all the same colors. All black and gold. I, I think it's really cool. Anyway, it, it, that's a weird thing that I've always thought was fun. Uh, and by the way, if, if you got questions, you got fantasy football questions that Jamie didn't answer there, uh, you could always hit him up at Jamie Eisenberg, Jamie with a Y on Twitter, and, and he'll help you out. So anyway, the Panthers last night lose 4-2. I don't have a whole lot of you. I mean, last, they're, they're crushed by injuries, and there, there's a there, the plague is running its way through that dressing room. First, you had Barkov sick, then Lundell. Then Knight, now Kachuk, I think Verhage was sick. So Kachuk missed the game last night. You're still without Lundell. They're without Hornquist, long-term IR concussion. They're without Gudis. Uh, they got a bunch of injuries, but the team has been healthy, and they still haven't been, you know, playing to the cow. I, I mean, look, we're doing this every day. You know, I don't know what to tell you. I... I I wake up in the morning, I cross my fingers that Paul Maurice is fired. He's not going to get fired. He's not going to be fired. And I know that they're trying to, you know, trying to play a style so when they get to the postseason, you know, they'll be able to win playoff games. Not if you don't make the playoffs. Not if you don't make the playoffs. And right now, there, there's no reason to believe this team's going to make the playoffs. There really isn't. Uh, I'll get back to the Heat. Real, I, I guess, so again, the Panthers, they'll, they'll be in big game, not a big game. I'm not going to give you a spoiler, but we're going to get to big game, not a big game in a few minutes here. Uh, the Heat, though, I, I do want to mention one more thing about the Heat. You know, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess has been, he's been in a huge slump on this road trip. So Duncan Robinson has got some time. And I said this before, I, I said this on yesterday's show before last night's game. Duncan Robinson should play, man. Like, we go from a couple years ago where Duncan Robinson is trusted in the NBA Finals. 
uh, to, to, to not playing at all. I want to see for a team that is is not good offensively. They struggle in the half court. They're not good defensively either, all right? They are not a good defensive team. They play a ton of zone. And if you're playing a ton of zone, you could hide players like Duncan Robinson in that zone. I think Duncan should play. And he's been playing on this road trip. Now, Struess struggled again last night. Max Struess was 2 for 11 from 3 last night. Look at Struess on this road trip, all right? Last night, he was 2 of 11 from 3. The game before that, 2 of 7. The game before that, 3 of 12 at Indiana. So far on this road trip, Struess is 7 of 30 from 3. So Robinson's gotten to play. Now, last night, Robinson struggled also. He was 2 of 11, but... Robinson's a threat when he's out there, man. I I, I want to see him continue to play. I know right now it's because of injuries. He had no Bam last night, no Lowry last night. Uh, and shout out, by the way, Orlando Robinson, who was called back up to the club. 9.6 rebounds, 3 steals, 2 blocks off the bench. That's the kind of big man production you can live with. That's an excellent job out of him. So, good job there. I, I just wanted to throw that out there again about Duncan Robinson. Anyway, you know what time it is. It's Friday. There's so much going on this weekend. And you're saying to yourself, Zaslow, I gotta know. Is it a big game or is it not a big game? Come on, let's do it. Big game or not a big game, every Friday at this time, you know what I'm talking about. Now, if you need a place to watch these big games, Briny Irish Pub, brinypubpompano.com. They got live music every single night, all right? And, of course, every day you got the Briny Hour. That's happy hour. You got the Briny Hour from 5 to 7 every day. If you're looking for a place to watch games, Briny Pub Pompano, for instance, tonight you come on out, you get dinner, you get drinks at the beach, you got great local craft beer on tap, you got fish and chips, you got mahi tacos, you got barbecue ribs, all right? Briny Irish Pub, world's greatest upscale dive bar. It's on Atlantic Boulevard all the way out to the Atlantic. Now, don't drive into the Atlantic. You park your car behind the pub, free parking, they'll validate you, all right? Free parking right behind the pub, and they'll validate you. So, Briny Irish Pub, tonight you got live music actually starting at 4 p.m. Briny Pub Pompano, that's your spot for all the big games. Big game or not a big game, let's get to it tonight. Friday night, 8 p.m. Fox, WWE SmackDown. That's right. The Tribal Chief returns. He's going to be honoring Sami Zayn in some fashion. What does he have in store for the honorary Usyk? They're in Chicago tonight, but most importantly, Roman Reigns is back. This is his first appearance since the Bloodline won War Games. WWE SmackDown tonight, that's a big game. If the Tribal Chief, the head of the table, the WWE Undisputed World Champion, if he's on the program, that's a big game. Tomorrow, 5 p.m., Bally Sports Sun, Miami Heat, San Antonio Spurs, live from Mexico City. The Heat are looking for a fourth consecutive win. They're looking to sweep this road trip. It would get them over 500 for the first time this season. That's right. You should have... Uh, uh, Lowry's probably going to be playing. He rested last night. You got to rest. You got to rest. Everybody knows. The NBA player, they love not playing. Bam, is he going to be available tomorrow after missing yesterday? He's been dealing with an ankle issue. We'll see. And Jimmy should obviously be good to go. Tyler is having an historic stretch right now. No player in the history of the league before Tyler Hero ever went back-to-back days with at least nine made three-point field goals. 
He had nine makes and 35 points on Wednesday night. He had 10 makes, ties a franchise record with Mario Chalmers and Brian Shaw, 40, and Duncan Robinson, 41 points last night. Heat Spurs tomorrow. That's a big game. Because they're trying to get over 500, you know. Otherwise, I would say not a big game. But they're trying to get over 500 for the first time this year. So that's a big game. Also Saturday, 7.30, Bally Sports Florida. That channel sucks. There's always audio issues. How about a couple games ago? There weren't audio issues, but you didn't have the score graphic. No score button. For half the first period, you had no graphics on the screen. Goldie had to keep telling you how much time was left in the period. It's, 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 an, it's a disgrace, that channel. Panthers at Devils. The Panthers, they're several games under 500. The Devils are one of the best teams in the league this year. The Panthers are the league's biggest disappointment. Panthers at Devils tomorrow night, not a big game. I mean, it's a big game to me, but I got to be fair. The Panthers, they stink. And the Devils are awesome. The Panthers are going to get smacked. Not a big game. Saturday night, 8-15, NFL Network, Miami Dolphins at Buffalo Bills. They're expecting uh, about seven or so inches of snow tomorrow night. It's going to be heavy winds, and Tua's going to go out there, and he's going to sling that shit. He's going to sling that ball all over the place. He doesn't care about the wind. And the Dolphins are going to run on that Buffalo defense. And the Dolphin defense is going to get a couple turnovers. And they're going to get after Josh Allen because Bradley Chubb is helping opening things up for guys like Jalen Phillips. And the Dolphins are going to go into Buffalo and they're going to get themselves a monster Week 15 win. Dolphins at Bills. That's a big game. You know what I'm talking about. I got one more for you. Sunday at 10 a.m. Fox. World Cup Finals. Argentina versus France. Leo Messi versus Kylian Mbappe. France, of course, is the defending World Cup champion. Messi has never won a World Cup. You got to go back, I think, uh, almost 40 years the last time Argentina. Diego Maradona won the World Cup. This is a monster. It's going to do very big numbers. You like that? It's at 10 a.m. right before your NFL action gets going on Sunday. We're a messy household. We like Argentina. My wife's family's Argentinian. We're rooting hard for Messi on Sunday. Argentina versus France. World Cup final. That's a big match. You see what I did there? Big match or not big match. That's a big match right there. And that is another addition. A big game or not a big game. All right, so we are one sleep away. You got Dolphins, (laughs) Bills, Saturday night. I mean, finally, let's go. Come on now. Uh, It feels like for the third straight week, we have a very big game. And we're going to find out. We're going to learn if this is the same old (laughs) Dolphins. All right. And joining us here on the Johnny Cuba guest line is MJ Acosta Ruiz, who everyone down here knows, of course. uh, Local celebrity out there hosting NFL Total Access every single night on the NFL Network. Thanks a lot for joining us here, MJ. How are you? You doing okay over there on the West Coast? Yeah, I'm doing all right. It's always good to talk to to you, Zaz, and of course to connect with everybody back home, especially this time of year. I'm missing Miami a little extra. Um, but yeah, we're doing good. Just plugging away at the season. 
Uh, I want to, we'll talk plenty about the Dolphins. You're a huge Dolphin fan and obviously you got Mm -hmm. connections to the team. But uh, first, I want to know what, what is your day like NFL total access? I mean, how do we prepare? It's on every night, 7 p.m. I believe. What's the daytime like? How do we prepare for the show? It's 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 chaos. Um, it really does vary every single day. Um, we usually start around like eight or nine in the morning. Um, wow. so That's it's so it's day. on at four p.m. Pacific. Yeah. So we're starting closer to like eleven a.m. noonish Miami time. Um, but yeah, it is it is a pretty long day. So we have production meetings to make sure all the guys are okay with the topics that we're thinking about for the show. But even after that meeting, those change like three or four times, depending on the news of the day, uh, press conferences from the team. So we're sort of following all of the NFL activity throughout the day. And that really shapes what we talk about on the show. Um, And then there's pre-tapes, there's feature stories, there's feature interviews that we do all the way leading up until we go live um, at 7 p.m. Eastern. So it varies. It varies greatly each day, which is awesome. It keeps me on my toes for sure, but, but it's a hectic day. Is there a recent example where, okay, so you're going on at 4 p.m. local time. Mm-hmm. Is there an example, a recent example, maybe the last couple of years where it's like 3 p.m. local or 3.30 p.m. local and holy shit, something huge just happened. And now we got to rip up everything we planned for. And it's just chaos. Oh, yeah. um, I remember vividly earlier this year, sometime in the offseason, um, when Devontae Adams got traded from the Packers to the Raiders. We were in the mi- actually, we were in the middle of the show when this mm-hmm. happened. Um, and James Jones was on the show that day, and he and Devontae Adams are very good friends. So we're in the middle of a commercial break, like, okay, throw out the rest of the rundown. This is what we're going with. And Devontae is FaceTiming James Jones, who's yeah. sitting right across from me. I was like, you answer that phone right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> answer it immediately. We had David Carr as well, of course, a quarterback for the Raiders. His brother FaceTimed him in the middle of the show. So that is probably one of the most memorable shows we've had. It was one of my favorite shows because you throw everything out. And that's the fun of it, right? You just never know what could happen. Yesterday, we had a Roger Goodell press conference. So we're like, okay, is he going to speak as we start the show? Is he going to be done before before we go on air? So there's all there are always these moments that can sort of reframe the entire show. And that's sort of what I live for, to be honest. You were uh, you were at the Dolphin game this past weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Was mm-hmm. it cold enough for them to well, have let me explain to on guys. the sidelines? So Joy, Joy Taylor and I were at this game, canoodled side by side because we were freezing. Really? Freezing cold. It was so cold, not compared to what it will be in Buffalo, obviously. But as a South Florida girl, it was cold, man. Listen, people were out there with scarves, gloves, multiple layers, puff coats we saw quite a few puff coats and sure is is what cold means different in los angeles absolutely but i i don't think anybody would argue that anything below 40 is a little cold yeah it's very cold maybe not if you live in minnesota but if you're in los angeles or if you're in miami that is objectively cold so the stadium is also not covered there is a covering on top but it is open all the way around. So you got like these wind gusts. It was cold, y'all. Listen, and if you're on the turf, it's different too. So I don't blame them for it. I was like, can I borrow one of the heat lamps? Because your girl is freezing right now. <laughs> now, so you're a South Florida girl. Do you have, like, have you ever been, have you ever been at a game 
with the weather. Like tomorrow night, Dolphins in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I've never been in the stands for a snow game. I can't imagine yeah. that. Have you ever been at a game as a fan in the elements? I have. So uh, Christmas Eve 2016, uh, this is when I had left South Florida, moved to San Diego. I was covering the Chargers very heavily when they were still in San Diego, and they played the Cleveland Browns on Christmas Eve. Oh, my God. That, how? How and why do people choose to sit here in these stands? Like, y'all cold weather fans are just built different. I'm not going. I'm not going unless it's a covered suite of some kind. Like, I'm going to watch it at home in warmth with a blanket on. It's insanity. But people, tough. you see them? Yep. They're out of respect to those fans because I, I could never. I'm not built for that. Has Joy told you, I told this story on the show yesterday, that uh, she was with me. We attended the coldest game that either of us have ever in t- oh ever God. attended where I dragged her. I think it was 2012. I think it was 10 years ago where I dragged her when we were in New York for the Super Bowl. I dragged her to the Stadium Series Winter Classic at Yankee no. Stadium. Rangers Islanders, the outdoor winter game. Uh, I kid you not, MJ. I think it was five degrees. And I can't believe she's still your friend after that. Oh, she anytime yeah. I bring it up, she gets so mad whenever I bring it up. <laughs> That's insanity. I can't believe she agreed to it, actually, to begin with. She, Absolutely not. Her her beer, swear to God, her beer, she put it down in the cup holder, and within five minutes, it was frozen. Of course it was. It's five degrees. I was at the Super Bowl in Minnesota. Oh, again, why do we do this? Why do we do this to ourselves? Now, to remember, all of the Super Bowl activities leading up the week of were outdoors because the stadium, of course, in Minnesota is now enclosed. Thank the Lord. But everything else you had to you had to be outside for. The Minnesota folks are very proud of how tolerant they are of the cold. Um, I, psh, it's that's it, uninhabitable. I, it's don't get we- it. I agree with you. It's it's weird, though, with the cold. I don't remember now. Maybe it's because the Dolphins are really good this year and they're super mm. high expectations going to the game Saturday night. But. This isn't the first year that the Dolphins are playing in cold weather. Matter of fact, no. they do it every year. Every year. And they usually Thank do you. it two or three times a year, depending on when the Buffalo, New England, right. New York games are scheduled. I feel like it's right. all we're talking about this week is how are the Dolphins playing in the weather as if they don't do this every year. Thank you, Zaz. I was like, this isn't a foreign concept to them. Of course, they're not in it every single week, but... It's not like they are not. And also you have guys who came in who are on the team who come from all over the league, all over the team. So it's not this isn't like something where you've plucked somebody from Hawaii and throw them in Antarctica and they've never been there before. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be fine. And I'm sorry, who is mad at the heat lamps? If I'm in charge of the team, I want to give them everything they can. Do you remember the 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 opposite of this in week three when the Bills were in Miami and they were parched, dehydrated, Josh Allen, red cheeks, I, I was concerned for him. It was 120 degrees on the field. I was there for that game. Why wouldn't you want to give your team every advantage? I think that's chestnut checkers, but that's just me. This is a monster game this weekend, mm-hmm. MJ. Uh, like, we really are going to find out. And all the trepidation that that the Dolphins fan has had, you know, leading up to this game, all the nerves, loss of San Francisco, uh, yeah. the game of the Chargers was a disaster. That all goes away if the Dolphins win this game Saturday night. 100%. A win cures all. Especially at the back end of the season, I think they have one of the 
tougher schedules. New England always pays them very, very tough. The Jets are not to be dismissed this season. The Packers, for some reason, even though they have not been great, they've been a huge disappointment this year. It's just not a team that that you can overlook, right? And then, of course, Buffalo, which is the first one that starts on Saturday. Um, so it's there's a lot there's a lot on the line, not just in the division in terms of the playoff seating, in terms of the playoff race. Um, there, there, there's a lot to be said. Also, to remind everybody that this wasn't a fluke, that this team is very talented, that Mike McDaniel is for real. I'm going to need Mike to pull it, pull it together, pull it together, especially for this game. Uh, because I remember if even if you just saw the television spots ahead of that San Francisco game, all of the love that they were giving Mike, respectfully so. And this team, we need to get back to that because at this point they're like, oh, well, yeah, I guess it wasn't real. Zazzle show 2.0 poll question a couple days ago. I was asking who is there more pressure on this Saturday night, Tua or Mike McDaniel? What do you think? Mm. I think it is Tua. I think it is Tua because at the end of the day, he's he's the face. He's the QB. He's the most important position on the field. And he had so much criticism leading up to this season. And we finally saw him playing at the potential we knew that he had. And quite honestly, especially against the Chargers, against the, the 49ers and the 49ers top-ranked total defense in the league, you almost get a mulligan. If you had the yips that game, it's understandable as a QB, Right. But against this Chargers team, and it's not discounting the Chargers, but this, that was supposed to be their get-right game. Mm-hmm. And he did not. It was bad. That was a that was a bad game for Tua. So I think it is on him. I think it is more on his shoulders more so than Mike's. There were a lot of Dolphin fans that game last weekend, right? Like I, at the beginning of the game. game. Yeah, it was. It, I, I was based on the sound uh, early in the game. It, it may have been close to 50-50. Am I right about that? I, I would even wager to say maybe 60-40. I mean, because we were walking through the crowd and I just, I I was so pleasantly surprised. I mean, we started the Miami Dolphins um, uh, touchdown song at one point. Everybody jumped in. Even as we were leaving the stadium, I mean, you could just see teal, 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 teal everywhere. It was awesome. It was awesome to see. I was like, oh, I didn't know we were out here in LA like this. I think a lot of people may have flown in as well, but not, you know, tens of thousands of people flying in. It was it was mostly Dolphins fans, I have to say. How cool is it now where I would imagine for your first time since being out there, uh, you know, on the West Coast, NFL Network, again, every night NFL Total Access, um, you guys talk about the Dolphins on a daily basis. I know. And uh, I mean, that's wow. never been the case for you out there. No, this is the first season and this is my fifth season with the NFL Network now where they are part of, at minimum, the meeting. The daily rundown every day. Every day. And the great thing is now that I'm hosting instead of reporting, I can be a homer all I want, which is fantastic. We sort of lean into it on the show. Uh, But I can I can also go hard for my team. I mean, it's no secret. Everybody knows my fandom for the Dolphins, my connections to the Dolphins. Um, But it's been cool to not only be talking about them, but to see them doing well this year and to know that we're still in this thing and we can definitely turn it around. MJ used to be a cheerleader for the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think to yourself how much easier it would have been to be cheering on the sidelines with the canopy as opposed to those years <laughs> before uh, they did all the renovations? MJ, those are some hot Sunday 1 p.m. games for you, I'm sure. I don't think the canopy makes a difference, to be honest with no? you. I still talk to the girls now. No, it doesn't. If it rains, you're still getting soaked. If it's hot, you're still drenched in sweat. And they sweat. don't let you I put your hair up, right? Like So like no. it's extra hot, Ew, right? No. Yes. You learn. So training camp for the cheerleaders stars starts right after auditions in April. 
and you are at practice, hair down, full makeup. It's not it's not to to like torture the girls. This is this is literally training for game days. If you can't do it inside the practice bubble and keep it together, how are you going to do it on a game day when it's 120 degrees? So and how about how about for games where it's a torrential downpour? You lean in the bank. You get you get a different <laughs> level of makeup. It's called pro long wear. This is like theater level makeup where <laughs> rain, sweat. It doesn't move. You see them. They're flawless the whole game. Four quarters. They look amazing. So it, it, there's so much that goes into it. We could do a whole other podcast on that. We uh, uh, I, I, I told this story a couple of weeks ago when the Dolphins were in the midst of their five game win streak, where for the first time in my life. Not that it's the first time in my life I've ever experienced the Dolphins be really good. I'm 41 years old. Every year in the late 80s and the 90s, Marino, yeah. I, I thought they were winning the Super Bowl every single year. I've experienced really good Dolphins teams. But for the first time in my life, I sent my friend a text message a few weeks ago. And the text message was with a question mark at the end. And I said, Dolphins winning the Super Bowl? And so that was the first that. time I've ever texted that to anyone yeah. because we only start. Text messaging only became a thing in like maybe 0203. Something like and, that. And, mm-hmm. and the Dolphins haven't been a Super Bowl contender in that time period. So, literally, the first time in my life, I sent a text message asking if the Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl. Have you had moments this year as a huge Dolphin fan where you actually thought to yourself, holy crap, like, are, are we good enough to be that this year? Yeah, I think going into the bye week, I was like, okay, we're almost at the halfway point. This is serious. This is a real possibility for us. But I think, Saz, you know as well as I do, being a lifelong Dolphins fan, that you have to be cautiously optimistic. So I sort of stop myself when I start getting these these lucid dreams about going to the Super Bowl right. and wearing my Merino jersey and, what would it be and like? all that stuff. I know. I'm just, I'm, I think it's a defense mechanism. <laughs> I'm trying to protect myself, but I am very, very hopeful. <laughs> What uh, tell everyone out, tell everyone everything you got going on. Of course, like I said, 7 p.m. Uh, weeknights, NFL total access. What else you got going on, MJ? I also co-host the L Huddle podcast for the NFL. Um, so it's sort of not a different take, but it is two Latinos, myself and Will Selva, who you guys might know from Good Morning Football. Uh, we host this podcast every week. And um, we just infuse a little bit more of the culture, infuse a little bit more of the Latino perspective into um, the game that we love. But we also just get to exist as two Latinos who love the sport. Um, and I think that's really resonated with a, with a lot of our football fandom here in the U.S., um, which has been really cool. So that's that drops every Thursday um, anywhere you get your podcasts. What are we watching these days? Uh what oh. series are we watching when we have some free time? What are we watching? I always, I'm always looking for suggestions. What are you watching? I, I of course just finished White Lotus. Holy! I just oh asked God. the other day on Twitter, do I need to be watching White Lotus? Let me let me preface it by saying this: it is a lot. It is a. Lot. I have no idea so, what it's about. It's freaking wild. I don't think anybody. I don't, I don't think we actually know what the premise is, but there's a lot of shit that goes down on that show. Um, it's it's crazy. It's weird. It's a little disturbing. I think when I started watching the show, I was like, I'm going to give it a few episodes because I'm just curious as to where this is going. Um, and it's been the same thing for for season two as well. So I I recommend it. But you got to just understand that if you're not all in after the I like first weird. episode, give it a bit. Give it a beat. Uh, Dead to Me is really good. I've been. Yeah, that the new season just came out of Dead to Me, right? I finished it yesterday in tears. We love that. Um, we love great. that. Sh- it was uh, great. Did, did they end it because, you know, she's sick. Christina Applegate is the show over after yeah. season three. It does seem, I think this is the final season, but the way it 
ended does leave a little bit of a question mark. Like you could potentially, but they put a good bow on it, even if they don't come back. for And I'll tell you, MJ, uh, this Wednesday, I haven't loved a show this much in years. Obsessed. Obsessed. I, 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 I love that show. My boys and I, we banged through it in two days, a couple weeks ago. I love that show so much, MJ. They did it perfectly. I don't know how all of us resonate so closely with Wednesday Adams. She, Jenna Ortega, who's the who's the actress on the show, is brilliant, brilliant in that scheme. And I think just the dynamics of the show, we can all relate at some point to being being a little dark. Uh, I loved it. It was so Love well done. It. I'm upset it was only eight episodes. Like we need what happened to the years of 13, 15, 20 episode seasons? Give us that. Yeah. Give us that, please. Uh, MJ, excellent job. Again, make sure you check out the podcast every Thursday and NFL Total Access, of course, every night as MJ hosts and representing all the Dolphin fans out there. Uh, <laughs> I got y'all. Thanks a lot, MJ. Appreciate you. Thank you, Zaz. You're the best. Excellent job there by MJ. Always like, I haven't had her on the show in a long time. Always like talking to her. And of course, uh, yeah, she's terrific out there representing on NFL Network. You know, we we got... Our girls down here represent nationally. They represent the Dolphins nationally. You got MJ out there hosting NFL Total Access on NFL Network. You got Joy Taylor hosting on Speak on FS1, representing the Dolphins. And how about our girl, the great Amber Wilson, who's starting her new show on January 2nd or January 3rd, the the, the first, you know, Monday of the of the new year, I guess, hosting evenings on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson representing Miami and the Dolphins there as well. That's that's pretty that's good stuff right there. We get well represented. By the way, if you want to check Amber out, I know she was filling in on on Greeny today. So you can go back after you listen to this, after you listen to this entire podcast, Zaslow Show 2.0, you can go and then listen to that podcast and you could hear Amber. That's a good idea. Now, before we get to big deal or not a big deal, here's here's what we got going on as far as the games this weekend. As far as the standings and what we're looking for. Let's go over the NFC first. So, week 15, underway last night. 49ers win. They beat the Seahawks. Seahawks, you know, fun season is, like, it's over now. They're 7-7. and They're not going anywhere. They're going to they're gonna wind up being probably around what everyone thought they were going to be. Like, a, like an 8-9 eight, eight or nine win team, you know. Uh, they've had a fun little season. They're, they're done. Philadelphia, 12-1. and one. They're at Chicago. You got to like their chances of continuing there. Minnesota 10 and 3. This is important. They're playing Indianapolis. If they don't win, San Francisco will jump them to number 2 cuz the 49ers are now 10 and 4. Tampa Bay 6 and 7. They're playing Cincinnati. Uh Tampa Bay is going to wind up being 6 and 8. And you're going to wind up having an under 500 division winner. This isn't This isn't like one of those years where you got the 8 and 8 division winner. Now, because you have the odd number of games, you're going to have an under 500 division winner. Anyway, Dallas, first wildcard team at 10-3. and three. They're at Jacksonville. Jacksonville's been playing better. Trevor Lawrence's been playing better. Washington and the New York Giants are the last two wildcard spots in the NFC. They're both 7-5-1, and one, and they play this weekend. So, that's a, that's a fun game right there. Anyway, AFC. Here's what the AFC, the important conference, the American football conference. This is what we got. Buffalo 10 and 3. We know they got the Dolphins. It's going to be a thousand inches of snow. Kansas City 10 and 3. They're at Houston. So 
I mean, certainly uh, the Chiefs are going to look to jump the Buffalo Bills because the Dolphins are going to take that ass this weekend. Baltimore at 9-4. and four. They are at Cleveland. All right, that's a game. Now, that's a tricky one, remember? Because uh, if Baltimore loses and Cincinnati wins and they overtake Baltimore in the AFC North, the Dolphins, if they're tied with Baltimore, they own the tiebreak. They don't own the tiebreak against Cincinnati. So, Dolphin fan is going to root for Cleveland to win that game. Tennessee is 7-6. and six. They're at the LA Chargers. Uh, you want Tennessee to win that game because the Chargers, they're below you. The Jets, they're below. They're on the outside looking in is what I'm talking about. The Jets and the Chargers are on the outside looking in. Both teams at 7-6. and six. You want them to stay out of the playoff picture so that you can make the playoffs. Because Dolphins are not winning the division. But anyway, so I think you want Tennessee to win that game. To, to pin the Chargers with another loss. Then Cincinnati, wild card. They're 9-4. and four, They're at Tampa Bay. I think you would expect Cincinnati to win that game. So you want Cincinnati... Uh, if Cincinnati wins and Baltimore loses and the Dolphins win, the Dolphins would jump to number 5 in the conference. They would jump to that first wild card spot, which will then put you in the money position where you would face a team like Tennessee in the first round of the playoffs. So I think you're rooting for... I think you're rooting for Baltimore to lose at Cleveland, for Tennessee to beat the Chargers, to keep the Chargers out of the picture, and you want Cincinnati to beat Tampa Bay so that they then jump into the top four and Baltimore drops down, and you can jump them with a win at Buffalo tomorrow night. And then right below you, New England at 7-6, and six, they are at Las Vegas. So that's what we're looking like in both of the uh, conference playoff pictures. There you have it. Okay. Let's do Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. It's a Friday show. We're going to wrap up the week strong. Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. First up, the Brooklyn Nets were fined $25,000 for resting eight players last night. They rested a bunch of guys, including Kevin Durant. They were at Indiana, I believe. And Jacques Vaughn, the coach of Brooklyn, he apologized to, to Pacer fans if he bought tickets to see Kevin Durant. This league is out of control with the resting players. The Nets were fined $25,000 as if that'll teach them. That'll show them. Now they'll think twice about doing it again. Here's what has to happen. This is not a big deal because $25,000 isn't deterring anybody to do anything. It's not a big deal. But here's what is a big deal. The league needs to adjust and they need to get rid of that. Now, will the NBA player, who likes two things more than anything else, to complain and to not play, will he find a reason to still not play games? Yes. But the first step here is the NBA, starting next season, needs to get rid of back-to-backs. I mean, what do you have? You got about 10 back-to-backs in the season? All right, so you'll wind up extending the season to about two weeks. Started a week earlier, ended a week later, no more back-to-backs. You got to get rid of the back-to-backs. They gotta find a way to get rid of this resting load management bullshit. Get rid of back to backs. Leaves gotta adjust. All right. Number two, Sasha Banks. Looks like she's former WWE star Sasha Banks. It looks like she is done with WWE. And the report is she wanted a huge contract along the likes of Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Listen, for me, she's not on the level of those two. She's a fantastic wrestler. But. I think Sasha Banks is very replaceable. I don't miss her. When Becky Lynch is out, I miss her. I miss Charlotte Flair very much right now. Sasha Banks is not worth the trouble. There's always... She's extra. She's extra. 
there's always something with Sasha Banks. So she's done with WWE. She wanted a huge contract. WWE obviously balked. To me, not a big deal. Totally replaceable. All right, number three. Breaking news here. Mike White, New York Jets quarterback, out this weekend. That's right, out. As the doctors are not clearing him. Remember, he took that huge hit, the ribs. Zach Wilson, in. Zach Wilson is starting this weekend for the Jets. That's a big deal. That's a big story, all right? So I'm interested in what's going to wind up happening there. Everyone been piling on the last few weeks for Zach Wilson. He's got a chance at redemption here this weekend. I don't see it coming. It's a big deal. I'm interested. And finally, how about last night? Udonis Haslam, the OG, the captain, getting the start in place of Bam Adebayo. That's right. Bam was out last night. He's got a sore ankle. He was dealing with that. And UD last night getting his first start of the season. It's his first start in, I think, two years. He played 11 minutes. No points. Two rebounds. He was 0 for 4 from the floor. That's not the big deal part. Big deal or not a big deal, Udonis Haslam got the start last night, and he is older than Rocket Starters, Jabari Smith Jr. and Jalen Green combined. He's older than the two of them combined. That's a big deal. I wonder if that's ever happened before. One starter on one team is older than the combined age of two starters on the other team. That's a big deal. Congrats to UD for getting the start last night. And that is a Friday edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Great week. Great week of shows. By the way, if you missed any interviews this week, you could obviously go back Zaslow Show 2.0 podcast. Or you can go and watch, like, for instance, Jeremy Piven joined us a few days ago. Go to YouTube.com slash Show. He was excellent. He was eating breakfast, getting room service in his hotel while we were talking. I'm going to see Jeremy Piven tonight. Shout out to my guy Marcos. That's right. Who set it up? I told you. I was going to have to miss the first half of the Dolphin game. I mean, I recorded it and then I had to watch when I got home. I had tickets for tomorrow night. We're going tonight. We did the old switcheroo. The old switcheroo is when you have tickets for the improv on Saturday night and then you get it changed to Friday night. That's the old switcheroo. So we're going to see Jeremy Piven tonight, and I don't have to worry about the Dolphin game tomorrow. Tomorrow's all about sports. It's all about the Heat and the Panthers and the Dolphins. That's right. We already did Big Game or Not a Big Game. If you missed it, go, you know, rewind on the podcast, right? Sazlo Show 2.0. I love it. Hey, like, rate, comment, do all that good stuff. If you like the show, that really helps me, so I appreciate that. If you're interested in being a part of the show, Go to my Twitter page, at Zaslo Show. You can see my bio there. Got my email address for advertising. If you want to partner, if it works for you, if it works for me, we'll see if we can figure something out. Appreciate all my sponsors. Again, another strong week of shows. And I appreciate all my soon-to-be sponsors as well. Most of all, though, the Zaslo Show 2.0 fan and listener. I love you guys, all right? We'll talk to you on Monday on Zaslo Show 2.0. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. 
Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. 